Dear Rootifiers, I wish you a blessed new month. It is your fellow founder Ehsan from Rootify. And this beautiful episode that you're about to listen is a very special one because it is actually the very first interview ever done by Pars Air Productions, the very first interview on our podcast. And we're showing it to you exactly one year after I have worked as an entrepreneur in residence on the beautiful Caribbean island on Curaçao which is where I met the founder of a company called Profound, a scale-up, which is so inspiring that it has been referred to their offices as the Caribbean Apple. So working there has really instilled a lot of mantras into our global DNA as the Rootify family and as our team proceeds working across the globe in these difficult times of COVID-19. Me, myself and my uh, co-founder, we're both back in Germany now. And it's really great to remind of us of this collaboration, which sparked off one year ago. Actually, their founder, Bodino, was the one who eventually sparked the inauguration of this podcast because we were just having another late night at the office. And then we were still having the drill and the energy to say, okay, we got to watch that SpaceX rocket launch. And uh, you see that all those founders, they have bigger visions. They, they, they want to create a beautiful future. And we wanted to pass on this inspiration and this warmth of the Caribbean throughout to the whole world, especially nowadays and today that in Europe it's getting colder and colder and summer is officially over. I think it's a beautiful time to start our Caribbean interview series with this very first interview. So thanks again to Profound on Curaçao, to the founders Gino and Bodino, to the whole team that welcomed me as an entrepreneur in residence, but made me feel already part of their company culture at a very early stage. We miss you. We love you here from Frankfurt. And I would love to hear how you like the podcast, Dear Rootifiers Around the World. Don't forget to leave some reviews and to share this with your friends if it was of value. And let's Rootify. Salam, Nihao, Aigude, Rootifiers. We are here live from Curaçao with two times consecutive winner of the Curaçao Innovation Award, Odino de Jong, who also happens to be a very, very good friend of mine. Yes. So I'm very happy that, just like your company logo says it, we're making it happen. You're sitting here with me. It's an honor that you found the time to join our podcast, going around the globe, finding inspirational entrepreneurs like yours, and now from Curaçao, I would like to know, first things first, what gets you out of the bed in the morning? Hassan, thank you for the opportunity. The honor is mine. Um, I think that's a fairly straightforward question. Um, let me start by saying that every morning I'm super excited to come to the office. I even get anxious in the car. I can literally not wait for my 10-minute commute to be here and you know seize the day. Um, but it's really purpose-driven, so I truly believe I'm inspired, motivated, driven by what we do, what we stand for as profound. Uh, just this morning, we had a book review of uh, the, the book by uh, Simon Sinek, starting with why, uh, inspirational leadership, um, which, which really talks about the purpose, and I believe the purpose of profound is, is really to uh, 
um, you know, make the world a better place through innovation. So I think that's my daily drive that gets me up uh, out of bed to, to make it happen. Thank you, Odino. I, having worked with you for the past three months, I can just like sign what you've just said. It's, it's visible. The vibes are really in the room once you enter the room. And I always see you are an early bird, but also kind of a night owl. I see yes, like, that's well. that you're, you're always available. And I think if you're not purpose-driven, this, this handsome of work is simply not achievable. So in this terms, my question for you is, has this always been like that? Has there been like a key moment in your life or maybe some mentors that have given you this path to become who Bodino is now? Yeah. Um, if I look back, even as a kid, I was always a big dreamer. Uh, I had these big plans. I was always curious to know, well, uh, perhaps what's the path to success? And of course, success is it's a definition and everybody has their own definition for success. Um, but, you know, I went to Holland, studied there, I was always restless, working besides my study. I always felt like I had to study and finish it, but it was not my purpose, uh, necessarily. Um, so I was always driven by work and doing things and learning. Um, but it was one cold winter, February 2012, in my student room, 13 square meters in the Netherlands, um, that I really sat down and had a conversation with myself and said, well, you know, I was do doing my bachelor's and I wanted to figure out uh, what's next or what am I going to do with my life, basically. Um, so that point in time, that moment, um, I knew I wanted to start my own business. I had zero experience whatsoever in, in that area. I mean, yes, I had work experience. I worked at a bank as an investment banker as a student, which, which was a great experience. Learned a lot about financial markets, but I didn't have any entrepreneurial experience. Um, but that moment I said, well, I'm sure I want to do something for myself. Didn't have much savings money either, so it, you know, I, I, I had to do something that you know was that I could grasp and not take too big a risk. Um, and then I started thinking, well, what do I need to do uh, to start my own business? Or, or more importantly, when is a good time to start, right? Um, so I started thinking, well, now I'm finishing my bachelor's. It's not really good timing. I need to focus on that. Uh, and I knew I wanted to do a master's as well. So I figured, no, that's going to be one year of intense dedication, not a good time to start a startup. Um, and then I thought, well, afterwards I have a student debt, um, I have to pay that, I have responsibilities, um, I should want to see something back for all the effort in my studies, so I'll probably look for a good job um, before you know it, uh, you know, get more financial commitments, get a family, get kids, a mortgage, and uh, well, then it's definitely not a good moment to start your own business. Um, so I came to the conclusion that most likely around my 45, 50s, um, kids would have grown up, you know, paid a part of the mortgage, but then it would be a good time to, to start. And I got so freaked out about that idea that I had to wait essentially uh, 25 to 30 years and, and spend so much of my life years not doing what I knew I wanted to do, that I decided that day, that moment, I'm going to start and I'm going to start right now. Um, because there's never a good time to start your own business. So the sooner you start, the better. Um, but I didn't want to leave it at that. I wanted to make a commitment that I could not easily uh, back out of. 
So that moment I decided what it was going to be. I said, well, I'm going to start a company. I have some experience outsourcing projects in India. I'll start with that. I'll tell people I can develop their website. I'll throw a markup on that. I'll be the, the project manager in between. Um, and I said, well, I'm going to start profound projects. Um, and it, didn't, it should not be a solo proprietorship. People should believe me. So from the get-go, I really wanted to create that perception of this is a serious company. So in, in Holland, you had the BFA, a limited liability company. Um, but back then, it required a starting capital of 18,000 euros, uh, euros, which I simply did not have. So I looked at alternatives, and then I found the, the English limited company that for under a thousand pounds I could get, you know, uh, incorporated within 10 days. So that moment I went onto the website, incorporated the company, and then already I made a fierce commitment, well, I'm really going to ride this wave, uh, and I'm actively going to tell people about the company so everybody can, can hold me accountable. Um, and yeah, seven, eight years later, here we are. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much. I'll try to recap because I think there were a lot of key learnings in the story you just shared with us. I mean, yeah. one thing is really the thing of timing. Yeah. It is the question, is it, is it one day or is it day one, right? Yeah. So, so at some point you just got to get started and you yeah. showed it. Thank you. Yeah. So um, in that sense, of course, um, you have to say many, many listeners are always like, okay, maybe I should finish my studies. As you said, you didn't have that experience before, so you just started up. So I guess this is a long process of trial and error also. So before, yes. before um, I finish the recap, I would like you to answer next, maybe for our, for our listeners. Um, what kind of failures did you not see coming maybe on the way? Because obviously you have exponential learning curves through failures, they're part of the success journey, but um, that's something I think that most people holds them back from starting up. And what I also really liked about your answer that it shows that you made a public commitment. Yeah. It is kind of like the, the burning boats mentality, right? Burn the boats, so yeah. once you have backups, you always have these tendencies, but yeah. you basically said, okay, there are no opportunity costs, like I'm all in. And I think this is why eight years from now we have we have Scanny Cash, we have Scanty, we have so many, as you call them very nicely, moonshot projects. That basically with those moonshots you have to land in between the stars. Yes. So maybe can you share some of your um, learnings, positive puts? I know one of your mantras is turning uh, obstacles into opportunities. So that's why uh, can you tell us of the obstacles, okay, opportunities that you figured on your journey? Yes, um, I would say the good. First four years have been complete hustling, um, working my ass off, literally, um, and not earning a single cent. Um, the first four years were learning school, uh, learning to uh, be an entrepreneur and starting a business. I literally had to learn everything from scratch, simple things as setting up an invoice, uh, how to open a business account, up to you know the whole administrative part, uh, writing proposals, whatever. I had to learn everything from scratch. Um, regarding the, the obstacles, I think I faced them all uh, that I could have in four years, and all were new obstacles because literally it was for me a complete new uh, endeavor. Um, had a lot of highs and lows near bankruptcy a few times, highs were of course signing the first relatively big contracts, um, but the first four years were purely sacrifice uh, and learning. 
Uh, up until this day, I'm learning. That's also something that excites me every day to come to work. You're never done uh, learning. Um, so, you know, in, in that respect, indeed, even there, I had to grow and discover that indeed um, obstacles are, you know, the perfect disguise for uh, big opportunities that, that are lingering there. Um, so, yes, that is definitely how I would uh, describe that. Very beautiful. I like the metaphor and looking at it as a just disguised opportunity. It's really, I think, at the end of the entrepreneurial journey, it's always a matter of perspective. And um, as I said, I don't think if, if failure is not an option, then success isn't either, right? Yeah. Because the, these just go along. And yeah. um, once you start seeing that you only fail, once you stop reinventing yourself, I think that's when you become successful. Yes, I, I, I would like to add to that. Yeah. As an entrepreneur, businessman, whatever, you also come to the realization that these obstacles and, and, and challenges are part of the game. You never reach a point where those have been solved and that is it. You learn that it's part of the, the totality and you need to deal with it, right? Um, I think even the more successful you become, the more uh, challenging uh, these obstacles uh, become. But the moment you embrace and learn that these obstacles are truly your, your strongest signals to grow and, and to optimize the business, uh, that's where the true power uh, lies to, to, to further develop your, your company. Thank you. Um, so now we have heard a little bit about your past. Very interesting that you see the first four years of your entrepreneurial journey basically as a school. Yeah. And we've heard about Zuckerberg and all those famous dropouts that like said, school is not the best school. So yeah, and, and, and in this get... case, it's true. <laughs> school does not prepare you for anything that the entrepreneurial world, uh, world is, is all about. School gives you a very good basic uh, in academics and background and, and jargon and even improve my English because uh, you know I, I did my uh, my preparatory school was in Dutch and then the university was in English, but. It really doesn't prepare you for, for this stuff. Great. Which so, is a shame. <laughs> well, I think, I think uh, especially both of us are in industries which are constantly disrupted and technology yeah. is just growing exponentially. And I think, as you mentioned, the education system just couldn't hold pace with the speed. I mean, if you start a doctorate now, three to five years from now, we don't know what will be the key technology leading the market. So. Um, definitely, I think it's, it's a valuable piece of advice for all the listeners to say, okay, um, maybe I don't need to finish it. On the other hand, we don't want to get complaints from angry moms that say, no, <laughs> my, my child listened to your podcast and now he's dropping out of school. Yeah. <laughs> it's not either or, it's both, yeah. you know, exactly. if you can. So have there been some uh, mentors for you on your path? Has there been maybe some key advice or maybe some point you mentioned there were some points near bankruptcy or... Um, that got you out of those valleys because sometimes founders, I think every founder at some point finds himself in valleys where they don't feel the, the energy that you have in the morning coming here, uh, like, yes, I want to go back to work. So how do you get over this or has there been maybe some specific person or some specific advice that, that helped you overcome these, these moments? Um, I don't think I had a mentor specifically. I, I, I was inspired even by relatives, cousins, uncles that had their own business uh, aunts, um, and, and running it. And, you know, that, that was inspiring. Um, sometimes I would talk to them and they would give me that you know, moral support, 
go for it. Um, I think even with my parents, uh, their support have, have been very critical uh, to the success. Um, but in the beginning, it was definitely more setting out to um, convince the people around me that it, it was not a simple um, phase, but this was for real and a lifetime commitment. Um, and one, two years in, I think people started taking me seriously, especially my parents, and they, I got even more support uh, from that when they realized that this was not just some kind of gig, but uh, this was serious business. Talking about serious business, I would like to pose a not so serious question in a sense. <laughs> in terms of what would you say is your superpower? I mean, um, all of us we have some skill sets, and we need we see that all entrepreneurs they have resilience and they they overcome. They question the status quo. There are some certain things that combine us all. But I mean, what is what would you say is your success formula? Your one superpower that defines what you know. It's an interesting question, and I'll start with a slightly sidestep. Um, I think one of the superpowers that we have as an organization is the fact that I'm blessed with a business partner in which we're completely aligned. Um, that I already consider a superpower because I don't have to carry the cross alone. I always have a sparring partner to, to you know, scrutinize uh, everything. And, and, test my, my, my thinking and the decision making. So that is an extremely powerful uh, dynamic. Um, fully personal, I think, um, I, I like to conceptualize things. So I'm really a creator in my mind before I put it to action. Um, but I always say ideas are worthless. It's all in the execution. Um, so I like to see things through for truly making sure that they are executed whether it's the introduction of new systems, processes, whether it's a new project. Um, so, it's a good question. I, I would have to give it some thought, uh, to be honest. Um, but I think uh, the focus on execution, I find that extremely important. It's, you know, make it happen as a mindset. Um, so, I like to see things, um, you know, get things done. Yeah. There couldn't be any greater transition to the next and maybe final question mm -hmm. because I know the next question you could I could listen to your answer for hours because it is a new decade is about to start. So 2020 is around the corner and uh, it was an honor to collaborate with you in 2019 and I'm looking forward to having some moonshots together in the future as well. But let's look at the upcoming year. So profound scanning cash, just to mention a few of your uh, projects. What's coming next? Yes. Uh, for us, it's been an honor to work with you as well, Asan. Yeah. As you know, uh, I'm always, I think, if, if I look at myself in third person, I almost feel as if I'm flying through the office the whole day. Um, so I don't always get as much time as I would like to connect and, and talk to even colleagues. Um, but there's a lot planned for 2020. It's important that in 2020 we focus even more, uh, that we learn even more to say no to the things that don't support the, the higher costs worldwide. Um, we have our most ambitious project ever that we dared, you know, endeavoring on plans uh, in the buyback for 2020. I cannot uh, say too much about it still, but it's definitely 
um, an expansion of existing platforms that we are already introducing into the market. Um, that is a very important one for 2020, and also our efforts to further internationalize the company within Dutch Caribbean, the Caribbean area, Latin America, uh, especially certain strategic partnerships in Europe. So we're really focused on uh, further internationalizing the company in uh, 2020. Yes. Thank you so much. I think all of our listeners are asking themselves which of your services, ScannyCash, Scampi, is going to be expanded in the new year. But I'm sure I can only recommend everybody who's listening to really stay tuned. Where can people connect with you in Profound? Like, How can they stay up to date to, just as me right now, finally figure out what's coming up in 2020? Well, we keep a very active, um, let's say, stream of information on our website, profoundprojects.com. Um, we publish news articles, but also updates of projects that we're working on. And then we have our social media for perhaps the more informal aspects of the, the, the culture of Profound. Uh, so our Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, those would be the perfect channels uh, to follow uh, our developments. Yes. Perfect. So maybe if I quickly may wrap up, because I think there was a lot of really practical information also for anyone who wants to start up. Mm -hmm. um, having you as a representative of Curaçaoan, but also Dutch entrepreneurship. I, I, what I really love having worked here on this island is the really this island seems very rootified to say in a way, you know, you, everybody is quadrilingual, papiamento, Spanish, English, Dutch. And I think this, this reflects also, if I may, because you wanted to give some more thought to your superpowers, yeah. if I may say, I think one of the superpowers is even your staff, they are not only having your, reflecting your ambitiousness, but also, um, I mean, multilingual skilled team that's yeah. every, everywhere in this world, this is an asset. Yeah. The languages that are spoken already by your team. Yeah. So, and, and I think to, to wrap this up, I mean, I think this conversation with you can give a lot of hope for many, many students out there also that are maybe in the same situation like you described so well, being yeah. in your dorm, not having a lot to yourself and thinking, well, what I have are depths. Yeah. So better become creative about them. So I think this was really, really nice. Thank you for sharing these insights. Yeah. And thank you very much for making this time. As you mentioned, even though we have been um, having this collaborative space, we're both always uh, trying to make this time and schedule it. So I'm very, very happy we succeeded in doing that. And I wish you all the best. I'll definitely follow what happens in 2020. Maybe we'll do some moonshots together. But for now on, I just can thank you for your time, Budino. Thank you. And all the best. Thank you. See all you. Right. Thank you so much for listening. And if there was something of value for you, please share it with your network or leave a positive review on whatever platform you're listening to this. And also, if you haven't already subscribed to our services on Pars Academy, simply put that in Google or check it on our rootify.me website. Please make sure to dig deep into that because it is full of inspiration and courses for learning languages and becoming a global citizen. So Pars Academy is our kind of Netflix for languages. Make sure to check it out and to have fun with our classes and dig deep on becoming an entrepreneur yourself. On the Paris Academy platform, you will currently find our polyglots class who designed the German-English class to become a sophisticated speaker on a higher level. And also please make sure to follow us on all your 
social media where you'd love to stay up to date so we can let you know once the next podcast is online. Together with Rootify and together with you, we're transforming the idea and concept that we currently have of a university and making learning and a lifelong learning accessible to everyone across the globe. So thank you for being part of the social movement. Let's go back to the roots. Let's rootify your Esan Alakhiara Parsa. See you. I get lost inside these hours. Love, I will find peace.